You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in on a Friday edition of the podcast. A lot to get to today on Locked On Cougars. BYU basketball rallies and shuts down St. Mary's to win in Moraga for just the second time since joining the West Coast Conference. We'll examine that game, some of the storylines coming out of it. Also need to talk some BYU football recruiting. A bevy of offers going out for BYU prospects as well as two guys that BYU was chasing, committing to one other program, the Minnesota Golden Gophers. We'll talk a little bit about that and of course catch you up on everything else going on in BYU sports news like we usually do. Reminder for you guys that today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at Squire and Company as well as betonline.ag. We will tell you about both of those companies a little bit more later on in today's podcast. So there you go, kind of the roadmap of where we're going on today's show. Without further ado, let's break into it here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for January 15th, 2021. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast, focused on all things BYU sports, right here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. Getting going on today's show. Man, does it feel good to beat Randy Bennett in St. Mary's, doesn't it? And BYU, in very impressive fashion, goes to Moraga, to UCU Pavilion, which is what it's being called now, and beats the Gales 62-52. to And folks... What BYU did in the final, I want to say almost 12 minutes. I know it was officially in the 11-minute mark where it really started. Uh, Gregor Bell noted this on Twitter last night. The St. Mary's took an eight-point lead. It was their high they had taken in the game at 48-40 to with just over 11 minutes to play. And then BYU goes on to close the game on a 22-4 to run, ultimately winning at 62-52. to Man, was that an impressive defensive effort. And I think the credit, the MVP for me in this game goes to one guy, and I don't think I'm saying anything outlandish, in saying that Gideon George completely changed this game. He absolutely locked it down on the defensive side of the basketball, made life miserable for the Gales on the perimeter, just would not allow them to get any space to get shots off. And St. Mary's as well just couldn't hit shots down the stretch. And that's a credit to BYU's defense, and they roll to a victory. Victory. Uh, we didn't get a choking uh, meme out of this game like we had in 2014 from Eric Mika. I tweeted that out last night. You can follow me at Jacob C. Hatch on Twitter if you if you want more of my hijinks like that. But nonetheless, a very, very impressive win for BYU. And I was pretty bullish on BYU's chances on yesterday's podcast, for those of you who heard it. And I know that uh, nearly a thousand of you did in terms of our download numbers. And I, man... Every time BYU goes to Moraga, I just get this cold sweat and think, okay, what is going to go wrong here? And for a large portion of this game, at halftime, BYU only has 25 points. They trail St. Mary's 29 to 25, and you're thinking, okay, BYU just cannot get a shot off. They can't get points here. they got to score more. And it was, man... It just crazy because it just seems like Moraga, for whatever reason, has like this mental edge on BYU. And 
last night, I will give full credit to this BYU basketball program. They overcame a bunch of the bad juju that seems to have existed in Moraga previously for the BYU basketball program and then rolled to a very impressive victory. And this is going to be a win, I think, that's going to continue to help BYU down the stretch run of this season. Obviously, in the West Coast Conference, there are not very many quad one wins, which is, according to the net rating, those are the top tier wins you can garner when it comes to the NCAA selection process, but this counts as one of those with St. Mary's beating them. It's a very, very impressive win for BYU, and I think it puts them back into most of the bracketologist field of the NCAA tournament. The Cougars are now 10-3 and on the season, 1-1 and in West Coast Conference play, and just it was one of those games that you sit there and you're watching you're like hey is this going to be a game where BYU comes up short once again because also as Greg Rebell noted this was the the first time this season the BYU after trailing at the half actually rallied to win a game they were 0-3 previous to this so very very impressive that the Cougars going out and getting the job done and I'm looking forward to seeing how they do against San Francisco tomorrow I think they can take a lot of the stuff that they learned a lot of the defensive effort that they put into this game against St. Mary's and put it back out on the court at War Memorial Gym tomorrow in San Francisco as I said on yesterday's podcast as well, I feel like the San Francisco game is actually the harder game for BYU, in my opinion, in this swing to the Bay Area for the Cougars because San Francisco's had a very impressive season to this point. They've got a very athletic team. Last night's game was just one of those rough and tumble games. It's just the way that St. Mary's plays. And Randy Bennett, that's the way he coaches his teams. They're going to absolutely mix it up with you. And it seems like when they play BYU, even more so, they just up the physical intensity and they pretty much look at the refs and say, what are you going to do about it? And there were times in this game that I felt like St. Mary's was getting away with some pretty physical play, some hand-checking, that type of stuff. But nonetheless, the Cougars battled through it now, and now they get ready to face off against the Dons up at War Memorial Gym in San Francisco. And I think this is actually going to help BYU, give them a little bit of a bounce as they get ready to take on San Francisco. A note on that game, it was originally set for 8 p.m. Mountain Time. It has been moved to 6 p.m. Mountain Time on ESPN2. So if you were looking for that game, don't show up at 8 o'clock, 8 o'clock Mountain Time, because the game will pretty much be over by then, you would hope. And I... I look at this, and this is going to be an interesting game. San Francisco is 9-6 and six on the year, 3-2 and two in West Coast Conference play. Their high watermark came early this season with that upset of then number 4 Virginia. A very impressive win. I will give them credit on that, but it's kind of been bouncing up and down throughout the rest of it. They lost at Oregon. They lost to Cal. They've lost to Gonzaga already once. They did lose to Loyola Marymount, which is a little bit of a, a, a stunner there with how highly thought of USF has been coming in. Into this, but I think BYU should have confidence going into this game. Jamari Bouye is their leading scorer at 18 points a game. His backcourt running mate, Khalil Shabazz, averaging 14.7 points. And then Zimitri Runye, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, is their big man, averaging 10.3 points and 6.1 rebounds on the season, almost averaging a block a game as well. I, I just look at this, and BYU can take a lot of confidence out of the St. Mary's game, and you hope that it lifts them against a pretty uh, stout San Francisco team. If BYU gets to 2-1 and one in West
West Coast Conference play. They sweep these two games from San Francisco and St. Mary's. I think the Cougars will have established themselves as pretty firmly the number two team in the conference because it seems like the other teams that are vying for that spot, San Francisco, St. Mary's, Pepperdine had thoughts of that, but they've had a really up and down season. We'll talk about Pepperdine next week. BYU scheduled to play them next week, but I feel like if you take down two of the other quote unquote top dogs behind number one ranked Gonzaga here in the conference, yeah, I think you've established yourself as number two in the pecking order in the WCC for the Cougars. So very impressed with the win for BYU all the way around. Uh, I don't know if I can say much more other than, yeah, tip my cap to BYU. That was a defensive clinic in the final 11 minutes or so. And it just showed a lot of grit and a lot of fight from this team. I've been wondering all year long how this team would respond in certain games like this and they've had up and down results they've obviously had moments where the scoring droughts like they suffered in the first half of last night's game have doomed them they overcame that last night so I think this is just another one of those benchmark moments for a BYU basketball team who is hoping to go to the NCAA tournament this year and absolutely needs every big win they can possibly muster here in West Coast Conference play and just very very impressed uh, of how they went about things last night, and we'll see what happens moving forward into that game tomorrow night. Once again, 6 o'clock Mountain Time on ESPN2, 8 o'clock for you, those of you on the East Coast, and 5 o'clock for those of you out there on the West Coast. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we'll flip gears, talk a little BYU football. The recruiting front never stops. Uh, offers, guys that BYU was thought to be interested in, committing elsewhere. We'll run all of that down for you here in just a moment. Before we do that, though, do you need to take a minute to Today and talk to you about our good friends over at betonline.ag. I want to encourage you guys, betonline.ag is the best place if you want to get in on the sports betting action. Whether you're an NBA junkie, you like college hoops, you want to bet on the West Coast Conference, I don't know what you want to bet on, NFL playoffs upcoming this weekend, betonline.ag has got the answer for you guys. So get off the couch and get in on the action. Get a free account now at betonline.ag and additionally to reward our listeners, BetOnline is offering a 50% welcome bonus and what you need to do to get that is when you go to betonline.ag and make your first deposit, use the promo code locked on and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. So let's say for example, you want to deposit 50 bucks, well, all of a sudden you'll have 75 bucks in your account. You want to deposit 100, and then you got 150 to play with. It's a great incentive to get started in the sports betting world and do it with our good friends at betonline.ag. Once again, use that promo code locked on when you get there with that first deposit, you get that 50% welcome bonus. Courtesy of our friends at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. The recruiting machine never stops. I know that the college football world is still in the dead period, but that doesn't mean that offers aren't going out and BYU's out there trying to find every available athlete they can bring in and hopefully bolster this lineup going into the 2021 season, even looking further down the road. Wanted to run down some of the news and notes involving BYU athletes, commits, that type of stuff on the recruiting front here for you guys on a Friday. Let's start off with the bad news. We'll get to the good news here in a moment, but two offensive linemen in the BYU was thought to be in consideration for. Uh, one of them, a high school player by the name of Saya Mapakaitolo, a guy that I thought BYU had a pretty decent chance of getting, a former USC commit, decommitted from the Trojans, and BYU had been firmly in the discussion to land his signature in the run-up to National Signing Day. Well, out of the blue yesterday, he announced that he is committing to Minnesota. That was shortly after receiving an offer from the Golden Gophers, and that didn't stop there from Minnesota taking another guy that BYU was reportedly interested in, and that 
that was former Utah State offensive guard Carter Shaw. Shaw, a former high school standout at Harriman High School here in the state of Utah, has been a two-year starter at right guard for the Aggies, and he is also going to Minnesota. And I think the connection there is Mike Sanford Jr., the former offensive coordinator there in Logan, kind of knew what Shaw probably brought to the table. And Minnesota, who BYU was supposed to face this past season, and I think Housewife still has a game scheduled against the Golden Gophers at a future date to come to Provo. We'll see how that shakes out, considering BYU did not go to Minneapolis this past season. We'll see if that contract stays in place. But nonetheless, Minnesota getting the over on BYU, taking two highly thought of offensive linemen from the Cougars. Obviously, nothing is done until it's done, and National Signing Day is still a few weeks away, so I don't think that BYU is going to give up on the Mapakai Tolo or Shaw and maybe see if they can win them back but and I win them back sounds weird because neither of them had commitments to BYU at the time they committed to Minnesota but I don't expect BYU to give up on them and continue to make overtures to them and see if they can land them now on to the good news for BYU is they have added the commitment of Will Zundel from American Fork High School Zundel was a wide receiver for the cavemen six foot five 220 pound athlete I think Zundel after a mission is probably likely to end up at tight end potentially for BYU. If he does stick at wide receiver, I would think of him as more of a, if you remember Taron Houck back in the day for BYU, maybe a little too big to be a wide receiver and a little too slow to be a true deep threat, but also too big and too hard to handle for traditional cornerbacks. That wide receiver roles, we've talked about Matt Bushman thriving in that type of stuff, even though Bushman's 250 pounds. But I've seen Zundel play multiple times calling high school football games games for, for high school rewind here in the state of Utah and impressed with what he could do. Uh, American Fork has put out a number of great athletes at wide receiver in the past few years. Chase Roberts, who's coming home off a mission to join the BYU football program this coming fall among them. Uh, but Wazundal, I think, adds to a long line that little bit of a pipeline coming from American Fork High School to Provo. And he'll be a preferred walk-on for BYU and if he goes out and kind of follows the Dax Milne model, well, he may find himself with a scholarship at some point, but I, I really do think this is actually a solid addition for the Cougars in the wide receiving core, and hopefully uh, Zundel can come in and show what he can do and earn that scholarship and end up being a standout for the Cougars. Another preferred walk-on went out, and this goes back to a conversation we actually had earlier this week. I've been doing these debriefings for the BYU football program, looking back at 2020 for the individual position groups, and also a look ahead to 2021. And in Monday's edition of the show, if you missed it, we talked about quarterbacks. And I wondered at some point if BYU would try and find a walk-on to add to the recruiting class for this year. And uh, they actually apparently have done so. Uh, Micah Fea, a quarterback from Orem High School, the four-time defending state champions here in the state of Utah, both the 4A and 5A ranks. Uh, really impressive prospect. I actually think this is a low-risk, high-reward potential. Uh, Fea is a guy who... I I think despite all the other accolades that Orem High School has gotten, he's kind of followed, uh, fallen under the radar, but he is a self-described BYU lifelong fan. Good size for Faya, six foot four, 210 pounds, so he has the frame you want from a quarterback, and I think that uh, BYU is actually looking at Faya and saying, okay, yeah, come in, help us be that uh, kind of gap where we don't have a quarterback potentially in this recruiting class, and come in and show what you can do, and hopefully you can uh, play 
play for the Cougars at some point down the road. I also think Faya actually could end up playing a different position at BYU should the need arise. He's a good athlete, uh, maybe not the most polished quarterback, but as I said on Monday's edition of the show, considering BYU did not land the likes of Jackson Dart in this recruiting class, Kalani Satake as well as new offensive coordinator Aaron Roderick have been very adamant that they want to take a quarterback in every recruiting class and in some classes like this year it may be a preferred walk-on like with the likes of like a guy like Faya in this class. I, I think it's a solid addition and hopefully uh, things work out for him. But I do think that BYU is being smart about how they go about offering guys. The preferred walk-on route at BYU is actually, I think, an easier sell for the Cougars than other programs considering the low cost of tuition and overall cost of attending school at BYU. And I'm not going to say that BYU should by any means uh, be the number one choice for anybody. I'd love to see BYU clean up in recruiting. But if you want to sell guys on a preferred walk-on status, well, when you can say, here's your tuition, here's your cost, etc., BYU is a relative bargain for the quality of education. And the nice part is, is Kalani Satake and his staff, the program itself, treats walk-ons no different than scholarship players. You get the same perks. Uh, you may not get the cost of attendance stipend, etc., to pay your bills. But other than that, the gear and everything, there's nothing of that, that you don't get as a preferred walk-on. So there's actually a pretty good sell that BYU can make there. And then one final note here in the recruiting front is BYU offered uh, Braxton Felly of um, Timview High School. And I actually really like this offer because I've also seen Braxton play a number of times for Timview Collin High School games over the past uh, few months. So actually, it's not even the past few months. I've been not calling games for what? It's been November since we last called games. But nonetheless, you know what I'm talking about. I'm calling high school football games. I saw Timview a number of times. And Braxton, very impressive athlete, six foot two, 230, 240 pounds. He lists himself online as a defensive end slash defensive tackle. Unless he really starts to add on some weight, I think he ends up as a defensive end for BYU at the next level and hopefully can add to BYU's pass rush, but I think this is a good offer, and this would be in the 2022 class. Let me be clear about this. So This is a year out for Braxton. He's got another year to play at Timview upcoming, but I think this is a good offer from just down the road from BYU, literally. Timview is what, a stone's throw away from Lavelle Edwards Stadium, and uh, Braxton knows all about BYU, and really cool to see him get get the offer. He said, I, he said on social media last night, I'd like to thank Coach Sataki for the offer to further my education and football career at Brigham Young University. I want to thank my coaches, friends, and especially my family for always supporting me. I tagged a bunch of his coaches in the tweet and good to see this. BYU getting it done on the recruiting front. I really think they're going about things the right way, building this program from the ground up. And that's what you want to see from the BYU football program. You want to see them be smart, be calculated, find guys who are being overlooked in the preferred walk-on route with guys like Dax Milne, Mason Wake. Uh, Those two come to mind right off the bat. But you find those guys, you develop them. They earn a scholarship great. Or if they just come in and bolster your depth, that's also a solid addition for BYU. And BYU is being smart about this. I like the way they're building their roster and going into 2021, I'm fairly bullish on BYU. And those of you uh, who remember last summer, I said I was very high on BYU's chances going into 2020. Well, what did they do? 11 and one number 11 final ranking in the AP poll. 
I think it was a pretty good call on my part to be bullish on this team. But hey, we'll find out what happens over the next few months as they get ready for spring ball. Hopefully have spring ball and also get through into summer workouts and on into the 2021 season. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we'll catch up on some of the other BYU news and notes where you can find other BYU teams in action this weekend. We'll get to all of that here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at Squire and Company, folks. And I love this company. I've got a personal connection to Squire on two different fronts. I've talked about this a little bit in the past, but Ray Chipman, who's working with us here on Locked On Cougars, actually is in the same ward or was in the same ward with my parents. Got to know my family. I met him when I was actually traveling down to cover the Boca Raton Bowl. We got to talking, and now we got Squire and Company advertising with us here on Locked On Cougars. But additionally, Joe Squire, who founded the company, was actually in my ward growing up. I got to know Joe for many, many years. And this is the best company for you guys if you need CPA firm services. Uh, what it is, Squire was founded on the principle of earning the trust of their clients and helping them meet their financial goals. They uh, specialize in traditional CPA firm services, whether it's personal income taxes, corporate and business tax, financial statement audits, reviews and compilations. No matter what you might need, Squire and Company can handle it for you guys. They're committed to helping you as an individual, also your business, and even if you're an entrepreneur, set and meet your financial goals. They are very adept at handling any and all things. And they actually have been pivoting to handle different things that come with the future of business. They've kind of morphed themselves into a strategic thinking advisory firm that assists large companies select and implement accounting systems like NetSuite, Microsoft Business Central, and QuickBooks. And the best part about this, Squire is a Utah homegrown company, but capable of servicing anybody along the Wasatch Front or even in the nation. If you're living outside the state, you need services, Squire can handle that as well. They've got two offices in Orem as well as downtown Salt Lake City to handle whatever you might need. If you want to give them a call anytime, you can do that. 801 801- 477-4950 is the phone number. You can learn more about them by going to squire.com. That's S-Q-U-I-R-E.com. Or you can reach out to Ray directly and talk to him about whatever you might need by emailing him Raymond C at squire.com. Kind of the personal touch. This is not some general uh business email that you send an inquiry to and they get back to you. You can reach out to Ray directly and he'd be happy to help you guys out. You also can give him a call 801-477-4950. That's Squire and Company, a proud partner with us here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. Winding down here on a Friday edition of the podcast, but wanted to run down where you can find BYU teams in action this weekend. The men's and women's track and field teams are actually going to open their season at home this weekend. They'll be hosting the BYU Cougar Indoor Invitational there at the Smith Fieldhouse that takes place uh, today and tomorrow. Best of luck to all the athletes getting their seasons underway. I'm hoping that the spring sports season is relatively undisturbed with regards to many of these because we saw the cross country season disrupted. We saw uh, men's and sorry, not men's and women's volleyball. We saw women's volleyball and women's soccer affected. They're all playing this spring. I'm hoping all of them are able to get going here. We're supposed to have men's volleyball already going, it feels like. Actually, no, we're supposed to be going already, but that's been delayed. But nonetheless, best of luck to the men's and women's track and field teams in action. Also, best of luck to men's and women's swimming and diving. They are headed to Denver, Colorado to El Pomar Natatorium to take on the Denver Pioneers. That takes place this afternoon at 3 o'clock Mountain Time. You can go to BYUcougars.com to learn more about that. Uh, They'll also be facing off against Air Force and Wyoming at the Air Force Academy tomorrow as well. Men's tennis opens their season tomorrow in Provo against Grand Canyon at the indoor tennis courts. Uh, Looking forward to seeing how the men's tennis team does this year. They've got a new coaching staff in place. 
place, kind of a new direction uh, leading them. But best of luck to them as they move forward. And then obviously men's uh, basketball in action against USF at 6 o'clock. Women's basketball in action against Pacific at the Marriott Center at 2 o'clock tomorrow. That game will be televised on BYU TV if you want to watch the men's in, the, the women's team in action. The men's team will be on ESPN too, obviously. And congratulations to the women's team, by the way. Last night, uh, beating St. Mary's at the Marriott Center 80-63. to Another big win for the women's hoops teams, bouncing back from that loss at San Diego with back-to-back wins over LMU and St. Mary's. They'll face off against Pacific, looking to make it three in a row tomorrow. One final note for you guys is that women's gymnastics is in action tomorrow afternoon as well. They're going to be on the road at Arizona State in a dual meet. It'll be streaming on the Pac-12 network. There's a link on BYUcougars.com if you want to watch Guard Young's team in action tomorrow. So a pretty full weekend, all things considered, for BYU sports this weekend. You go to BYUcougars.com, get all the links to the various streaming services or see where BYU is being televised if you want to but should be a fun weekend we'll have a full recap for you guys on monday of that we'll recap whatever we learned from the weekend especially the usf game for byu men's basketball we'll also continue on with our debriefings for the byu football program looking back at 2022 as well as taking a look ahead to 2021 uh trying to line up some interviews with byu players who are declaring for the nfl draft or have already declared So it's going to be a fun week ahead here on the podcast and cannot thank you guys enough for your support of the podcast this past week. It's been a blast to be with you guys all week long as it always is. Make sure to follow along, hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening in. Also follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, search out Locked on Cougars. We love hearing from you guys and getting your thoughts on the podcast. You can follow me as well at Jacob C. Hatch on Twitter or email us anytime. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address and Like I said, have a great weekend. I hope you guys are all doing well, being safe, wearing your masks. Let's try and get rid of this COVID deal so we can get back to more normal life. But nonetheless, have a great weekend. Enjoy the time with your family and friends. And we'll be back with you guys on a Monday edition of the Locked On Cougars podcast. Have a good one.